2: Hey, welcome, folks. Yes, this is another edition of the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armandez. This is the America's Web Radio, and thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. All of you, guys, gals, you know, look, folks, you know, if you don't know me by now, um, if when you hear me refer to you guys, <laughs> I mean everybody, I mean everybody. So, um, all right, welcome on, welcome all. Uh, let's uh, roll on. I, you know, when I left last, uh, the last show. Um, I I ended real quick about this uh, Antifa guy who uh, tried to break into a senator's office. And uh, just let me recap that for you, because I promised you I would do it on my last show. Uh, So in case you haven't heard and you probably haven't heard. None of the media wants to report on this. Uh, CNN doesn't want to do it. MSNBC doesn't want to do it. ABC, NBC, NPR, you know, NPR that we pay for, your tax dollar funded uh, broadcasting station. Yeah, they don't want to report on it. Uh, none of the lamestream or, or mainstream media wants to report on this story because it just rips holes into the narratives that they're trying to get you to believe. Um and, you know, they can't report on anything that would go against their narrative because then you might start thinking for yourself. And, oh, the horror. You know, God forbid uh, the people of this country think for themselves and then go vote appropriately. You know, the media can't have that. And the Democrats for sure can't have that because they would probably never get elected again. So um, but look, so there was this guy. Uh, he's an Antifa goofball and uh his name was Alexander Starks so if you doubt me uh any of you democrat listeners out there who've probably never heard this story and you want to fact check me uh media matters hello if you want to uh you know fact check to check me because you've probably never heard of this story then uh feel free feel free to fact check so i'll give you the goofball nut job antifa guy's name his name is Alexander Starks uh you can go and look him up if you're smart you'll do a duck duck go search and uh, it'll pop right up but this guy uh, got himself an axe and walked up to the senator's office and then proceeded to use his axe to smash the door in i mean just destroy the door to the office destroy the key fob you know a lot of these offices have key fob access so that you got to have an access card to open the door well he used his axe and promptly destroyed that knocked it right off the wall And then he used that axe to go right through the door uh, of this senator's office. So this is a United States senator, a a sitting senator. This is his office. And this Antifa guy took it upon himself to go break into this office, and he used an axe to do it. Now, folks, an axe is a weapon. Um, It can be used to kill people, um, if you know anything about axes. (laughs) So this was a weapon. There's no ambiguity here. Um, We don't know his intentions. But we do know that he took an axe, which can be a very dangerous weapon, and broke in to a senator's office. Now, was the senator there? Doesn't really matter. Uh, Look at January 6th. There really wasn't anybody left in the Capitol. Uh, the Horn guy was just walking around the Capitol. I don't remember him carrying an axe, and that dude got forty-one years in prison. And there are still people that are being held that were part of the January sixth. Now, look, I'm not going to sit here and argue was it right or wrong to go in. I mean, we know if you broke the law and went into the Capitol, then you should be held accountable. But to get a forty-one year— uh, for, I'm sorry, forty-one month sentence uh, for walking around the Capitol. And then to look what this Antifa guy got, who who destroyed a, a door, an office, breaking into the office with an axe. So what were his intentions? I mean, the horn guy, I mean, maybe this guy just needs some help, but, I mean, what was his intentions? He walked around, took some pictures, and sat in a chair uh, in the Capitol. Uh, this Antifa guy, he knew what he was doing. He posted it all over his his social media. He's he's even still posting to, to to this day, I believe that he he will fight fascism wherever he sees it. Yeah, well, he looks he's a look in the mirror and he needs to beat the hell out of himself <laughs> because the the purveyors of fascism is Antifa themselves. And uh, but but uh, it, it's just crazy. But look up the story, folks, because there's video. And again, like I said, there's no ambiguity here. There is video of this goofball Starks uh, destroying the office, op- breaking into the office, destroying the door. With an axe And the wor- this story gets worse It's bad enough that this dude took an axe And broke into a senator's office Now understand this if, if this senator, I don't even have to tell you But I'll tell you anyway The senator's office, this senator is a sitting Republican If he were a sitting Democrat Then this Starks guy Would probably be in the electric chair by now <laughs> So, But because it wasn't a Democrat You don't get to hear about the story Because they don't want you to know That these Antifa neat jobs are violent people and they want to hurt people. They have a history of hurting people. They have a history of destroying property that isn't theirs and a, a, a history of, of looting. I mean, just just look at the news stories, folks, over the past few years of what these this group of people have been doing. And so I mentioned this story gets worse, and it does. You got this Antifa goofball who goes in and takes an axe and breaks into a senator's office. And what happens? What happens? Do you think he gets arrested and held and, and – uh, given a big fat bail uh, and then maybe maybe he has to sit in trial and then maybe do some jail time. Gee, the horn guy who walked around the Capitol, as I mentioned before, got 41 months, 41 month jail sentence. What did this axe-wielding guy get? The wax-wielding Antifa nut job? He got a slap on the wrist, folks, and a fine. And he is sitting at home laughing and laughing and laughing because he got away with it. And not only not only did he just get a fine and a slap on the hand, uh, probation. And uh, come on, that's a slap on the hand for what this guy did. Uh, not only did, is that all he got, no jail time, um, nothing. I don't even think they brought charges on the dude. Uh, or, well, I guess they did because they gave him probation. But um, no jail time. And to make matters worse, the FBI returned his axe. The FBI returned the axe to him. So then this guy promptly posts on his social media mocking the FBI that he got his axe returned. I mean, folks, you just can't make this stuff up. And at some point we have to decide, uh, are we just going to continue to allow elected officials to do this kind of stuff? Um, I, I mean, it's it's pretty insane. It goes back. To, uh, just look at the goofball uh, criminal I mean, how many years criminal, a 50-page rap sheet, uh, and I'm not even going to say this guy's name, that that uh, got in his car and mowed down children and adults at uh, the Christmas parade. You've got the media falling. Now, folks, again, how many times do I have to tell you to pay attention to what's going on and just open your eyes? You have CNN, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, all of them. You have all of the lamestream, mainstream media bending over backwards to not to tell you that this was a guy or his name, or, well, maybe they'll say them, but but they won't even want to tell you that there was the guy that was driving the SUV that killed people. They're trying to convince you a car crashed, or an SUV mowed down people. An SUV killed children in a Christmas parade. They won't even call it a Christmas parade. They're bending over their backwards, themselves, they're bending themselves over backwards, I should say, to call this anything but a Christmas parade. But it was a Christmas parade, and the goofball got in his car and ran down children and other people uh, in this and he did it on purpose folks Uh, he wasn't fleeing a crime scene he wasn't fleeing the police he didn't accidentally turn down the road and then go oh gosh there are people let me step on the gas and let me swerve and see how many i can hit he didn't do that by accident he made a conscious decision to take his car and run over people in that parade and the media is bending over themselves backwards, bending themselves over backwards. I don't know why I can't get that right. But anyway, the media is going out of their way to try and downplay this story. They don't want to even tell you who he was. They don't want to tell you that he was a Black Lives Matter member. They don't want to tell you that he was a Democrat voter. They don't want to tell you that he's a Biden voter. They don't want to tell you those things. They don't want you to know those things because you might make the assessment that, hey, you know what? Maybe I don't align with these Biden voters. Maybe I don't align with today's Democrats. Uh, but they don't want you to know that because they don't want you to think for yourself. So it really is sad. It's just sad to see. And if I sound angry, folks, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just right. I'm not angry. I'm just right. So, look, it does get disheartening. And it and, it, and it's hard to watch. And it's hard to, to try and understand how the so-called free press in this country can cover up for a murderer like the guy who who drove through the Christmas parade. It's, it's unbelievable. And then the media won't even report the Antifa axe-wielding nut job that goes and breaks into a senator's office. I mean, folks, it, 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 it's you would think I was making this up, but I'm not making up any of it. It's it's the sad truth. And, again, sad truth or happy truth, you're going to get that here on the On Point with Victor show. You're going to get the truth, and you're going to get common sense. And we have a media in this country right now, and we have a Democrat Party that just doesn't want you to know the truth. They want you to know a narrative, and the narrative they want you to know is whatever narrative they agree upon. And that's just no way. That's just no way to have a a to go through life, and b. It's just it's it's an it's a media that we should hold to higher standards. And look, I don't know what we can do about it as people, folks, other than turn it off. Um, if you're watching CNN and you're watching MSNBC uh and very few of you are so i'm happy to report that their their ratings are in the tank so uh very few of you are watching so so i guess that's a good sign that's a good thing um i don't know how these uh, news agencies survive, to be honest with you other than their mother companies are so large that they can take the loss but my goodness folks at at some point at some point you cut losses like these. So, how long will CNN be around? How long will MSNBC? I I don't know, but the fact that they cannot be an honest news source is is sad, and, and they're not. And I just gave you two big examples. They don't want to cover the the Antifa guy, axe wielding guy's story. They don't want to cover that, so they bury it. They don't want to cover the Christmas parade massacre. They don't want to cover that. Uh, there was a school shooting the other day. Are you hearing much about that? Um, I mean, you really have to ask yourself. And, and I guess, you know, the sad thing about it is a- ABC, CBS, and NBC, the three big networks, they're not much better. And unfortunately, I, I think more than half this country still gets their daily news or, or their daily news opinions from ABC, NBC, and CBS. And that's just, unfortunately, it's just not a good thing because you're not getting the full story, you're not getting the whole story, or you're not getting the story at all. Especially when it comes to CNN and MSNBC, you just don't get stories at all. They'll bury stories, and and, and you're seeing it going on right now. And, again, any of what I'm saying, you can double-check, fact-check, you can check and do whatever kind of check you want. And the best thing to do is to go to DuckDuckGo um, and do a search, you know, and, and if you haven't made, let me just go ahead and say this. If you haven't made DuckDuckGo your search engine to go to, then uh, you're missing out. You're missing out. So do me a favor. Go to DuckDuckGo. Check it out. It's an awesome search engine service, and you'll be happy that you started using them. Okay, folks, we are going to our first break here, so you stay tuned. We will be right back. This is the On Point with Victor Show.
0: If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at firearmliquidationservice at outlook.com. Or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential.
2: And welcome back, folks. Uh, look, this is the On Point with Victor show. I am Victor Armanderis. You're listening to uh, America's White Radio. Uh, folks, we've got that, uh, you know, I've been teasing you with some breaking news, some really, really breaking good news for the On Point with Victor show. And um, I am going to reveal that news today, but I'm not going to do it just yet. <laughs> so you're going to have to stay tuned. I know so many of you are yelling at me right now, but... Um, there is really some awesome news and I'm going to reveal that news uh today so you just keep your ears glued to your listening device and your humble host will give you that news shortly. <laughs> so, all right folks, um look, I you know, this is the show of common sense and logic and we're going to get to some more common sense and logic and uh truths and uh in fact, I I, I am the commander of common sense, I like to say. Uh maybe logic too, but uh but anyway, so we're going to move on, and, and I'll get to some things here. And uh, look, as I've said before, I am the Mexican that's not afraid to be American. And uh, none of you out there should be should be ashamed or afraid to say that you're American and that you love this country. So I've said it once, and I'll say it again. So, All right, folks, look. I you know I just went over uh, how how bad the media is as, as far as uh, CNN MSNBC and others in the lamestream media that just doesn't want to report stories they'll actually bury stories uh, because they don't want you to know the story because if you don't know the story then you can't make assessments and think for yourself and you know that's the last thing they want so I wasn't really going to get into this story that much and, and 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 but I I have to I just have to so um, bear with me. Because I I've got to get into it, and a lot of you probably don't know about this, and you probably haven't heard much about it, and 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 the media is hoping you've forgotten about it. But let me remind you. So, do you remember just Jesse Smollett? Jesse Smollett, remember this guy? Remember this actor, <laughs> this dude? Who uh, I don't know if he'll ever act again, but uh, maybe one of his best acting job was the hoax that he you know portrayed that night in Chicago. Uh, if you don't remember, so. The reason why I'm bringing up Jesse Smollett and bringing this up is because he's finally on trial. Uh, now, you may not have heard about this because the media does not want you to know about this. They don't want you to remind you. The media doesn't want to remind you about the hoax that they help perpetuate. Because it wasn't long after this story was reported that we started to figure out that the, the, the story doesn't jive and that it's probably a hoax. And then the media ran away from the story as fast as they could. So uh you you've, you you uh, you just have to understand this folks. You just have to understand what what when when I and not just me, when you hear other radio hosts across the country uh they uh <clears throat> excuse me. When you hear other hosts like myself and we 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 talk about we mention the mainstream media and we call them the lame stream media. Uh there's a reason we do that. And it's not that we're just sitting here wanting to speak ill of of national media; it's because they deserve it, <laughs> and I'm about to prove it to you again. So, if you remember, just Jesse Smollett, this was the guy, the actor, uh, or you know, supposed actor, who on a night in oh my gosh, I think this was 2019, or maybe it was last year. Oh my gosh, I don't remember. It, if it was last year, it would have been in January. But so it was either uh, well, anyway doesn't matter. Uh, but if you remember Jesse Smollett, this actor guy who, who supposedly, let me give you the story as he gave it. Uh, this guy living in Chicago, Chicago folks, and make sure you understand Chicago, uh, that we were supposed to believe that he left his, uh, apartment, his home, whatever he lives in, you know, which I'm sure is a nice place, a nice home or whatever. Um, uh, in the city, so it's either a flat apartment or or townhome, condo, whatever. But he le- we're supposed to believe he leaves his home at 2 a.m. in the morning in Chicago in freezing temperatures. Okay, so you've got freezing temperatures. You've got 2 a.m. in the morning in one of the most crime-ridden cities on the planet. All right? So this, I'm just setting this up for you. Here we are in Chicago. It's freezing winter temperatures in January, and it's 2 a.m. in one of the most crime-ridden cities. I mean, you don't want to walk outside in Chicago at 2 a.m. because you might get shot just from a ricochet bullet that's flying around. The, the, these gangs and, and criminals in Chicago fire off weapons and <laughs> guns. And throughout the night, like it were like they were fireworks. And uh I mean, just look every weekend, folks. You know what you should do if you don't believe me on Mondays, on Mondays, go, go do <laughs> again, do a duck, duck, go search or maybe a Google search. Who knows? Maybe Google will tell you the truth. I don't know. I use DuckDuckGo because DuckDuckGo doesn't follow you. DuckDuckGo doesn't track you. DuckDuckGo doesn't care what you're searching for. Uh, they don't care who you are. They're not going to take your information and sell it. Uh, they're not going to track you. So that's why I use it. So do a DuckDuckGo search on Monday mornings and just put in how many people were shot in Chicago over the weekend. And you're going to get numbers. And, and they're, and they're going to be double-digit now Every weekend, double-digit numbers of shootings in Chicago. So Let's get back to Jesse Smollett. So let me remind you of what this guy did. Uh, So here we are in the very cold winter day or night of uh, January in Chicago, freezing temperatures, 2 a.m. We're supposed to believe that this dude, this actor dude, uh, gay, and and, and not that it matters that he's gay, but it does matter to the story because he used that himself. Uh, So this gay black guy leaves his apartment at 2 a.m., freezing cold temperatures outside in Chicago. And what's some of the worst crime in Chicago, folks? Black-on-black crime. Just saying. Just saying. I mean, the, the, these are facts, folks. These are facts. So this guy leaves his apartment at 2 a.m., freezing temperatures in Chicago, and walks to Subway to get a sandwich. I mean, right there, we red flags should have gone up and go, wait a minute, wait a minute. You've got a Hollywood actor dude who's probably well-paid, and I'm supposed to believe that this dude's going to go to Subway? Oh, come on. This dude's probably never been caught dead in Subway. <laughs> I mean, look, nothing against Subway, really. I, I, I don't mean to to dis- dismerge <laughs> Subway sandwiches, but they're not one of my favorite folks. There's such better sandwiches out there. And I say that because I am a sandwich connoisseur. If you want to know a good sandwich to go get in just about any city in this country, you just come to me, Victor, of the On Point with Victor show. You can email me, folks, at victor at com. And I will be happy to tell you just about any city in this country where to get the best sandwich, whether it's a cheesesteak in Philly or uh, an, a, a corned beef in New York. Uh, maybe a little bit of uh, of, uh, of oh my gosh, I'm gonna I was gonna say salami, which salami yeah, that's a good too. Um, but some corned beef and uh, my can I think of the other meat? My goodness, this is ridiculous. But I'm having a Biden moment. But anyway, uh, whether it's Atlanta, I can tell you where the where to go get yourself. A fine roast beef sandwich. Uh, whether you're in Vegas, I can tell you where to get your deli sandwich. Uh, you name it, I'm going to tell you because I am a sandwich connoisseur. And one of the places you will not see me is Subway. Now, again, nothing against uh, Subway; it's just it's it just it, it's just not my bag. But uh, uh, they're just better sandwiches. But but we're to believe that this guy, a Hollywood paid actor went to Subway at 2 in the morning I didn't even know there were 24 hour Subways out there but hey I'm, I'm happy there are um, and look I, I will say this to Subway uh, If I, I'm not against you I, I, I would I, I have eaten at Subway and I would eat at Subway it's just not one of my first few choices uh, but I will say this to Subway uh, if you want to make a better decision and become a sponsor of the of the On Point with Victor show and you want me, your, the humble host of On Point with Victor, to uh, to be the spokesman for Subway, I'll be happy to do it. Um, I tell you what, I'll be a whole lot better than than, than that snot nose flag dropping flag stepping America hating pink haired. Uh, well, I'm just going to stop there, but I'll be better than her. <laughs> so, uh, But anyway, so this guy, Jesse Smollett is telling us that on a freezing night in Chicago, 2 a.m. in the morning, he goes and walks to Subway for a sandwich. So, all right, that right there is, a, is is not very believable, but let's just say, okay, that's what he did. Then he goes on to tell the police that he gets jumped by two guys wearing MAGA hats, and they proceeded to scream at him. They called him the N-word. They said to get out of MAGA country. This is MAGA country. <laughs> okay, stop right there. That's another big red flag. Since when has the city of Chicago ever been MAGA country? I mean, there is no way on the planet that you can even mistakenly accuse Chicago of being MAGA city or MAGA town or MAGA planet. I mean, folks, that right there should have been another huge red flag. Um uh, I, for the last 40 or 50 plus years, Chicago has been run by nothing but Democrats. <clears throat> in fact, how many of Chicago's mayors or governors, uh, Illinois, uh, governors of Illinois or, or mayors of Chicago, how many of them are, are residing in jail or have had jail sentences? Uh, there are Democrats. Democrats, nothing but Democrats, run that city. And somehow we're supposed to believe that on that night, on that night in January at 2 a.m. in the morning, Chicago became MAGA country. (laughs) I mean, it's laughable, folks. It is laughable. And But this is what Jesse Smollett said. This is the statement that he gave the police and then went on days after on any media show that would have him and sat there and gave his fake tears and recounted this story of two white MAGA hat-wearing guys who stopped him in, in at 2 in the morning in Chicago and called him the N-word, told him he was in MAGA country to get out, that uh, gay black guys weren't welcomed, and then they proceeded to punch him in the face and beat him down. Now, they didn't rob him. They didn't steal anything. They just beat him down, told him that he was in MAGA country and that he wasn't welcome that's what we're supposed to believe and that's what he told the police and that my friends is what he went on media after media after media and the media soaked it up now folks again i if you remember this story just bear with me because there's tons of listeners out there who don't know this story they don't know the truth of this story because they've never been told because the media wiped it under the mat and and cnn msnbc and the rest of them don't want you to know what really happened and they don't want you to know the truth of the story so bear with me here if you know where i'm going with this so here you have Jesse Smollett, the gay black man living in Chicago, actor. Okay, actor guy. Uh, I don't think he's uh, not being paid well. And we're to believe that he goes out at 2 in the morning in the freezing cold and walks to Subway. And then along his journey, he gets jumped and, or confronted by two white guys with red MAGA hats. Folks, you couldn't walk down Miracle Street or Miracle Mile, the Miracle Mile in Chicago with a red hat on, without being accosted by a Democrat or a Biden voter or a Hillary voter. Uh, Folks, Chicago, if my memory serves me correct, the city of Chicago and that surrounding area voted for Hillary Clinton by over 80 percent. But somehow this cold, cold, dark night at 2 a.m. in the morning, it became MAGA country. The city that voted over 80% for Hillary Clinton somehow at 2 a.m. on that night became MAGA country. This is what Jesse Smollett wanted you to believe, and this is what he was telling the police. So so he told, told the police and the media, and the media ate it up, ate it up, and he told them that two white dudes with red MAGA hats beat the crap out of him and called him an N-word. And, folks, like I said, if you go back and look at news stories of people that were being accosted by Hillary voters and Biden voters and Democrat voters being accosted just for wearing a red hat, it didn't even have to say MAGA on it. I mean, people were being attacked, beaten, uh, having their hats stolen, their hats knocked off their heads just for walking down the street, minding their own business with a red hat on. But we're supposed to believe that on on this night at 2 a.m. in the morning in Chicago... That Jesse Smollett was accosted by two white dudes in suddenly MAGA country Chicago. (laughs) So, all right, folks, we got to go to another break. Don't you go anywhere. We will be right back. This is the On Point with Victor show.
0: If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at firearmliquidationservice at outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407 921 8100 247 and ask for James. Again, for information, contact me at Firearm Liquidation Service at Outlook.com or call or text me at 407 921 8100. All communications are strictly confidential. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's web radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station.
1: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
2: Hey, folks! Look, I am going to get to the breaking news. I promise, I'm going to get to it. <laughs> but uh, let me uh, uh, let me tell you the truth of, of Jesse Smollett. Um, because again, many of many of the listeners out there just don't know. So uh, so anyway, so you've got Jesse Smollett. He's in the police station that night, and he tells them that morning, and he tells them that he got jumped by two white dudes wearing MAGA hats. They called him the N word. They told him uh, he's not welcome in MAGA country, and to and then they punched him in the face and beat him up. So that's what he told the police. And you know, to the police credit in Chicago, they immediately or almost immediately were doubting his story. Um, you know, things just weren't matching up. The, as they interviewed him and, and they and they started collecting evidence, uh, the story wasn't really matching up. And, and they were they did have doubts, folks. They they did. This has kind of leaked out and come out since then. Uh, but the media, the media didn't didn't want to question. They didn't want to hear questions. They immediately took Jesse Smollett's word and they ran with this. Um, and and you want to know who led the way? Kamala Harris. Uh, Kamala Harris ran with this story and she started putting out, you know, she's maybe the one who started this whole white supremacy uh, narrative that that's a fake narrative, folks. It's a fake narrative. I There's no other way to put it. And uh, Kamala, back when Jesse Smollett, you know, lied about this, what happened to him. And the police were doing their investigation. Well, while the police were doing their investigation, the media is running with the story. They're running with Jesse Smollett um, all day long, every day, putting him on whatever he'll you know, whoever will have him and him telling this story over and over. And, and it, honestly, folks, it was a lie. It was a flat out fabricated hoax. But Jesse Smollett spent days in front of the media telling the same hoax, telling the lies, and the media ran with it. And Kamala Harris ran with it, and Kamala Harris took it to another level. Kamala Harris proceeded to write letters to the Justice Department saying that the white supremacy was the biggest threat to the country and that the white supremacy attacks were going on all over the place, and this was just another example of it, and blah, 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 blah. Well, comes to find out. As as the investigation went on, folks, it didn't take that long for the police to realize this was a hoax. Jesse Smollett made the whole thing up. Even the two dudes that he hired to beat him, they weren't even white. They were a couple of Nigerian friends of his. So you had these two Big and look them up, folks. Do the Duck Duck Go search. Nigerian friends of Jesse Smollett, <laughs> because there were some big dudes. They were bodybuilder dudes, um, but they uh, they were paid by Jesse Smollett to uh, to go through and be part of this hoax. So Jesse Smollett made the whole thing up. The entire story was fabricated. Not one piece of this was true. Kind of like the uh, dossier that uh, the Hillary Clinton campaign put out on, on Trump that started the whole Russia narrative. Look how much money was wasted on a fake dossier that put forth a fake narrative about Russia collusion that Trump colluded with Russia and how much taxpayer money was wasted. Millions and millions and millions of dollars wasted a presidency under assault from a fake dossier that led to a fake narrative of a fake story, a fake Russia hoax story or fake Russia story. Um, that's what this Jesse Smollett story was. It was a fake, the 100% made up, 100% a hoax. But that didn't stop Kamala. That didn't stop the media. They didn't want to hear any questions about it. They just loved the narrative. It fit the narrative that they wanted to run with. So then Kamala writes these letters to the Department of Justice saying that white supremacy is the biggest thing, the biggest threat for the country, so that the, the Biden Justice Department would be able to run with not just the Biden Justice Department, because before then, the Democrat bureaucrats in Washington started running with this narrative, putting it out there. And the media was all too happy to put this narrative out there that white supremacy, white supremacy, it's around every corner, which, of course, we know is not. This is America, folks. We're not a racist country. This is the United States. We are Americans. Probably the most, in fact, I know, the most giving people on the planet are we, the American people. And we're some pretty darn nice folks. Do we have some some bad apples here and there? Of course we do. But on the whole, this country is not racist. But the Democrats can't win elections that way. The Democrats can't feed stories to the media of this being a non-racist, nice country. That just won't get them elected. So they've got to have these fake made-up narratives like the white supremacy narrative that Kamala ran with after the Jesse Smollett story. So you've got Kamala running around screaming white supremacy. You've got the media screaming white supremacy. And then that made it all the way to 2020, and Biden wrote it to the White House. And to this day, to this day, the Biden administration, the Justice Department of the Biden administration, um, the um, upper echelon of the FBI, the Democrats sitting elected officials and the bureaucrats in Washington are all still trying to convince you that white supremacy is out to get you. And you're just you're just a, a corner away from being assaulted by white supremacy. And it's not happening. It's not happening. And I'll get to some more reasonings how we know it's not happening. Uh, but let me finish up with this Jesse Smollett story. So Jesse Smollett. And the reason why I'm talking about it is because he's finally on trial this week. This week, this trial is going on with Jesse Smollett. Finally. And no one wants to report on it because the media the media, and the Democrats don't want you to be reminded that this story was a hoax. And what did we find out? One of the biggest things we found out this week so far about Jesse Smollett was not only was the story completely made up completely fabricated. He did a dry run. Him and his Nigerian buddies, you know, the MAGA hat-wearing white dudes who were black Nigerian dudes, (laughs) they did a run-through. They did a dry run the night before. So this has come out this weekend, the court case, that and there's video evidence of it, that the night before... Jesse Smollett, I guess being a wonderful Hollywood actor that he is, he does some dry runs to make sure he's got the script down. The night before, he and his Nigerian buddies walked through the whole attack scenario the night before. So, folks, I mean, you need to know this, but you're not going to know it if you're watching CNN, if you're watching MSNBC, or any of the other uh, lamestream media. They don't want you to know this because it blows their white supremacy narrative out of the water. So let me go over the real facts. So not only did Jesse Smollett lie, not only did he was he not jumped by two MAGA hat wearing dudes, he was jumped by two Nigerian MAGA hat wearing dudes. And these weren't real MAGA hat wearing Nigerian dudes. They were his buddies and they were paid to act out a script of beat of assaulting him and beating him and calling him names. It was all made up. It was all Fabricated, and it, and that news came out, folks. It came out not long after the story, but then the media buried it. But here we are, here we are, in twenty twenty one, and um, the case this week is in. He's on Smollett is on trial. Finally, he's on trial, and and what is one of the biggest things that comes out of the trial that Jesse Smollett did a dry run the night before. So the night before he he creates this whole fabricated story. Uh, he did a dry run with his two Nigerian buddies. And uh, but and and it's just this. I mean, folks, you just can't make this up. I mean, it, it sounds like a Hollywood movie, I guess. But since he's an actor, why should we be surprised? But uh, but that's what really happened. What really happened is Jesse Smollett paid two Nigerian friends to wear MAGA hats and attack him at 2 a.m. in the morning. So he could run with a story and lie. I mean, the least what a bad actor this dude or a bad planner. I guess this guy's never going to write movies uh, because if you're going to lie and say that white supremacy attacked you, at least pay two white dudes to attack you. Don't pay two Nigerian dudes to attack you. I mean, how stupid is this guy? It's just amazing. But uh but folks you need to know. I mean not, not it was bad enough that he lied to the to the police and and made this whole attack story up. He, the whole thing was a hoax and that he lied to police and how much tax-payer dollars were paid on the investigation. Not only from local taxpayers in Illinois and Chicago who had to pay law enforcement to do the the uh the investigation, uh how many FBI guys were were paid? How many federal tax dollars were used? to investigate this story that was a hoax, 100% made up. Jesse Smollett should not only have to do jail time, he should have to pay back every taxpayer all the dollars that were paid to investigate his hoax story. Because it was all made up. All made up. And he couldn't even do it good. Oh my goodness, listen to me, have a Biden moment. He couldn't even do it properly. He couldn't even go out and, and get two white dudes. He couldn't pay two white dudes. I mean, maybe he couldn't find two white dudes in Chicago at 2 a.m. in the morning on the streets of Chicago. Uh, that's plausible. That's plausible that not being able to find two white dudes in Chicago at 2 a.m. in the morning, that I can believe. But he pays two Nigerian dudes, two Nigerian friends of his, uh, and then calls them white supremacists when, when, my goodness, why wouldn't you just hire two white dudes at least – Make it kind of look like it. You were you were telling the truth, but we know it was all a hoax, uh, all a hoax, and all made up. So uh, he paid these two dudes to to beat him and and call him names and wear MAGA hats. <laughs> so, and why were they wearing MAGA hats? Why did he pay them to wear MAGA hats uh, if they weren't white? I mean, oh my gosh! It. I mean, it just. You just can't make this stuff up. You just can't. But the sad thing is, folks, is this guy went on the news and the media soaked it up. And they ran with it and ran with it and ran with it. Poor, poor, poor gay black Jesse Smollett. Oh, this poor guy. And he just ate it up. I mean, how bad is it or how bad of an actor must he have been that he was seeking this kind of adulation? He was seeking this kind of attention from the media. I mean, the dude was an actor on what I, I understand was a pretty decent show. I think it was called Empire. But I guess he was at the bottom of the totem pole maybe on the show or something. But if he needed this much adulation, if he had to make up a story this bad – um to get this kind of adulation from the media and from the Democrats. I mean, my goodness, folks, go back and look at some of the videos of some of the press where, where they were just giving some of the shows that were fawning over him. Oh, poor, poor Jesse, poor Smullett, poor guy. And you had those, the, the herd on the view. Um, oh, poor Jesse. Oh, and then you had CNN anchors and MSNBC anchors going, this is 2019 in America. This is today's America. Oh, Jussie Smollett, you're such a great guy. Oh, oh, how how great are you? That's what was going on in the media. And now where is this media? Where are the apologies? This guy made the entire story up. There was no white supremacy. There were no white dudes beating him. They were Nigerian friends that he paid to beat him. There were no white dudes in the streets on the streets of Chicago saying this is MAGA country. They were paid Nigerian friends of his. <laughs> and I keep pointing out they were Nigerian because they were black and he said they were white. <laughs> so, I mean, how bad is this? Look? But where are the apologies? Why hasn't Jesse Smollett apologized to the country? He should be apologizing to the entire country. Where is it? Why hasn't he done that? Um, why have hasn't the media come out and apologize? Why hasn't Kamala Harris come out and apologize, folks? And let me tell you, she was given the chance. She was giving the chance to to apologize, but she didn't do it. Kamala Harris, a sitting vice president of the United States, not only did she not apologize for 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 jumping the story or or, or getting it wrong, not only did she apologize for accusing the country of being white supremacist. No, no, she didn't apologize for any of that, folks. She doubled down. She doubled down a sitting vice president of the United States of America instead of when she had the chance. And, folks, she had the chance because I I don't know which journal it was, but they deserve a medal. Uh, But they actually confronted her the other day, and they they asked her, would you like to revise your statement? And, folks, when we get back from this last break, I'm going to tell you what she said. Don't go anywhere. This is the On Point with Victor show.
0: If you have lost a loved one and were left with a firearms collection and are not sure how to dispose of them safely, or you may have firearms you no longer want, this message is for you. I am a licensed FFL firearms dealer in the state of Florida, specializing in estate firearm purchases. It is very important that all firearm transactions be handled according to state and federal laws. You can contact me for information at FirearmLiquidationService at Outlook.com, or you can call or text me at 407-921-8100-247 and ask for James. Again, for information contact me at firearm liquidation service at outlook.com or call or text me at 407-921-8100. All communications are strictly confidential. If you live to serve and want to make an even bigger difference, consider joining the U.S. Army. With training in fields like medical care, linguistics, and engineering, an Army career can amplify your efforts with humanitarian opportunities all over the world. Plus, you'll receive competitive pay and incredible benefits, so you'll be taken care of, too. Learn more at GoArmy.com. You're listening to
1: America's Web Radio
0: on the Americas
1: Broadcast Network.com. Thank you for listening.
2: Okay, folks, we are back. Uh, so, uh, look, I, I won't. Well, I, look, I didn't plan to do the whole show on Jesse Smollett, but my goodness, when you talk about the media and when, and when we're talking about uh, how they try and bury stories and they try and, and dictate the narrative that they want you, the people, the voters, to hear. And they don't want you to hear the whole story. They don't want you to hear a corrected story. They don't want you to hear the full story. They don't want you to know. Look at it this way. The more information the voter has, the more a voter can sit back and make a decision for themselves. If a voter can take all the information, everything – and make their own assessments, then they may not vote the way the media wants them to vote. And the media just can't have that. And that's a shame. That's a shame. In this country, we have a free press. We have the First Amendment protecting the press. And and the press should should never, ever, 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 ever be a sick for government. I don't care if it's R's or D's or, or L's or or whoever is elected. They shouldn't be in the pocket of the media. And the media shouldn't be in the pocket of the politician. A free press, their main job should be we're going to take the information and we're going to give it to you, the people, and you make the decision. But we don't have a press like that in this country today, folks. We don't. Ninety percent, 95 percent of the press is in the in the pockets of the Democrats, and they're all narrative-driven, and they're false narrative-driven. They're politically narrative-driven, and, and that's terrible because we, the people, suffer from it. But you know What? there's also this thing called self-reliability and 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 self-reliance and and due diligence and the american voter if you're going to be a voter in the in the united states and you're going to you know you're going to take your citizenship seriously well then you need to do your due diligence we as people we as the voters in the united states we the citizens of this country we really need to take it upon ourselves to make sure that we dive dive into the news, that we delve into the information, so that we make a good informed vote. Because, ladies and gentlemen, if you look at what the Democrat part, Democrat Party is doing today's Democrats look for what they stand for. Uh, I, I venture to say that the majority of the people will not vote for them when they see the truth. And uh, and just and look look and let me get back and finish up the Jesse Smollett case. So the, the case is going on right now, and now we know. We know that this guy not only fabricated the story, he did a drive run the night before. And we know that Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, sitting vice president, knows the truth. She knows that Jesse Smollett lied. She knows that 100% of the Jesse Smollett story of white supremacy, she knows it is 100% false. She knows it was a hoax. But when she was asked already she was asking i can't remember if this was the other day or a week or a month ago i can't remember but she was asked would you like to to revisit your tweet your your view of the Jesse Smollett case because her tweet said white supremacy's everywhere look at poor Jesse Smollett this poor man took took a beating from white supremacy and white supremacy's out there and they asked her Kamala would you like to would you like to 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 say something else Uh, Now that you know the story is false and the story is a hoax, she first, after cackling, after giggling and laughing and looking around as if she was looking for someone to save her, then she looks at the reporter and she goes, you know, uh, the facts are still coming out. No, no. The facts are out and the story is a hoax. The story was fake. It was all made up. There is no white supremacy. But see, Kamala can't say that. Kamala can't say she was wrong. Kamala can't say she was fooled. Kamala can't come out and just say, you know what? I jumped the gun. I made a judgment before the facts were all out. Now the facts are out. And shame on Jesse Smollett. Shame on anyone who would portray such lies uh, to to get to pit Americans against Americans. Shame, shame. That's what Kamala should be saying. She should stand up and be a leader. She's supposed to be the vice president of of, of the country. She should be out there leading the way going, shame on Jesse Smollett. We, sh- we shouldn't be perpetuating lies like this. We should be standing together as Americans, not pitting one another one another against each other. But Kamala can't get elected if she doesn't pit Americans against Americans against Americans. And her her whole fake narrative of white supremacy, well she can't let that go, folks. And she's not going to let it go. She's going to try to ride the fake white supremacy story all the way to the White House in 2024. (laughs) Boy, has she got another thing coming. But I won't even get into that right now. But how sad is it? And, folks, think about this. Think about the attorney general, the AG and the DAs and all the other people involved in Chicago to this story who wanted to cut Samalit loose. They wanted to drop. In fact, I think they did drop charges or I don't even think they wanted to investigate. But luckily, luckily, uh, this, the case was investigated, and now there is a trial for Jesse Smollett because we know the story was fake. The story was false. He lied. He came up with the whole story. It was a hoax. But how many officials in Chicago tried to bury this story? Um, we're talking attorney generals who wanted to, who just let him go. They wanted to let Smollett go so they could perpetuate the white supremacy story. I mean, folks, it's, this is ridiculous. I mean, you voters in Chicago, I don't know when you're going to wake up. I just don't know when you're going to wake up. But you really do need to wake up. But, uh, I mean, look at, look, you know what, let's, let me give you this a bit of information. Not only did they run with the white supremacy story, the white hoax, (laughs) the great white hoax, let's put it that way. But Jesse Smollett's story was a hoax. And not only did the media run with it and law enforcement run with it for a while, um, the Justice Department, the Justice, the United States Just Depart, Justice Department went ahead and ran with this story with white supremacy. But let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened. The FBI noticed that over 90% of law enforcement agencies have been reporting no hate crimes, zero hate crimes in their jurisdictions. Let me repeat that, ladies and gentlemen. The FBI noticed that over 90% of law enforcement agencies have been reporting no hate hate crimes in their jurisdictions. Why? Well, because they aren't happening. There isn't any rampant white supremacy attacks going on. There aren't rampant hate crimes going on. Trump voters aren't running around beating up people. That's not happening. You know what is happening? Antifa's running around beating up people. BLM is running around beating up people and and, uh, looting and doing all those things. But the Trump voter's not. But what are you being told? You're being told that white supremacy led by the Trump voter is out there attacking and lurking behind every corner. But the FBI, the FBI actually noticed and came out and said 90% of the law enforcement agencies across this country are reporting zero hate crimes in their jurisdictions. So that conclusion could not sit well with Democrats. That conclusion could not sit well with the Biden White House. That conclusion cannot cannot be allowed to be reported because that conclusion doesn 't get Democrats elected it doesn 't make Americans hate Americans, and again doesn 't get Democrats elected. So, what does the Biden Justice Department do? They badgered over six hundred federal law, federal law enforcement agencies to start reporting hate crimes, and how could they do it because the Biden administration changed the definition of hate rules or hate laws or hate crimes, some should say. The Biden administration changed the definition of hate crimes and then badgered over 600 federal law enforcement agencies to apply the new definition and then start reporting hate crimes. That's what they did. That's what they did. But understand this, folks. Understand this. More than 80 percent of the hate crime suspects from 2005 to 2019 were never prosecuted let me repeat that over 80 percent of the hate crime suspects from 2005 to 2019 were never prosecuted and i know i can hear it through my awesome speakers here at on point with victor here at america's web radio i can hear all of you collectively going why why were they not prosecuted why were these white supremacists not prosecuted you want to know why because those stories were all fake. They were all hoaxes. So over 80% of the hate crime suspects from 2005 to 2019, these are uh, federal numbers, folks. These are, these are You can look these numbers up yourself. But 80% of the, of the hate crime suspects from 2005 to 2019 were never prosecuted. Why? Because those cases were fake and proved to be hoaxes. So you see folks, America's not racist. The United States is not full of white supremacists hiding behind every corner waiting to pounce on a Biden voter. The Trump voters not out there hiding behind every tree or or behind every polling place waiting to beat some Democrat voter. It's just not happening. It's not happening. Not happening. But get this, folks. Get this, and I guess the word, one of the worst parts is these these fake crimes, these hoaxes, uh, and 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 this truly is one of the worst parts, folks. So so understand this: those fake crimes that that I just told you about, that the, these suspects weren't prosecuted because their stories were proved to be fake, proved to be hoaxes. All of those stories are still in the federal system counted as hate crimes. So when Biden runs around and tells you that he's that, – that white supremacy is running rampant, when Kamala runs around and tells you white supremacy hate crimes are running rampant, when the media goes out and tells you that hate crimes are up 50 uh, percent or 60 or whatever they're telling you today, when they do that and then they go out and say, look, we were fact-checked. We were fact-checked, and we're right. The reason they can say that is because all of those fake stories from 2005 to 2019 and beyond are still – in the federal system counted as hate crimes well way to go brandon way to go are you are you are you ready to wake up folks are you ready estas listos estas listos mi gente are you ready to wake up are you ready to wake up i know i get excited and some spanish runs out sometimes it's just, it's just crazy it's crazy what happens in my brain um uh, But, folks, are you ready to wake up? Are you ready to see that the Democrat Party of today wants to pit American against American? Because if you fight, if we fight amongst each other, then we're not paying attention to what those elitist bozo elected, mostly Democrat officials are doing in Washington. We're not paying attention. And if we don't pay attention to them, uh, then they're running rampant with ridiculous regulations and laws and putting just all these restrictions and whatever on us, on we the people. Not them, but on we the people. So it's time to wake up, folks. It's time to wake up and see these politicians for what they are and for who they are and to see the media for what it is and who they are. So look, folks, I mean, so far in this trial, we know that Justice Smollett and his two Nigerian friends, (laughs) all this story was made up. And we know that the media doesn't want you to know that this story was made up. They don't want you to know that this trial is going on right now. They don't want you to know the truth. And you have to ask yourself why. Why, why don't they want you to know the truth? Why, why, why? Look, Jesse Smollett needs to go to jail and needs to pay back the taxpayers. That's all there is to it. And the media, they need to be out apologizing, they need to be groveling for your forgiveness. But it's not gonna happen. It's just not gonna happen. And it's sad, it's sad. But uh all right, folks, before we get to the end of the show, um, let me give you so. All right. Be prepared. Be ready. Here's some breaking news. Look, I, 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 I am so excited. I'm so excited. But I'm also very, very, very humbled. Very humbled. So let me tell you what's so exciting and why I am so excited. Uh, look, I, I got to thank all of you listeners because it's because of you that this is happening. Um, and I've got to thank America's Web Radio because were it not for them, I wouldn't be sitting behind this awesome microphone. Speaking to you every week. Uh, but folks, your humble host (laughs) has been asked to guest host. For the Eric Erickson Show, uh, the Eric Erickson National uh, Radio Show that's listened to on several stations from twelve to three, um, and I mean lots of stations across the country. We're talking Georgia, Tennessee, Alabama, some other stations across the country. Um, the Eric Erickson National Syndicated Show. I will be guest hosting for Eric on December twenty third. So mark your calendars, write it down, December twenty third. Your home uh, your humble host Victor of the On Point with Victor Show will be guest hosting for the. Eric Erickson show on December 23rd from 12 to 3 and I I cannot tell you folks how how thankful I am how honored I am to sit in for Eric this is just the dream come true for me and I'm very honored and and I just I cannot thank you listeners enough because it's because of you people out there that I'm getting this chance. Uh, Let's be honest. If it weren't for you listeners out there that listen to the On Point with Victor show, I wouldn't be uh, getting this awesome opportunity. So, okay, folks, with that, I've got to leave you there. So have a great rest of your week. Stay tuned for Locked and Loaded Roger B. Coming up next, folks, you have a great time. And don't forget, December 23rd. Goodbye.
0: The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's web radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station.